2: now
4: Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Red Pill News for Saturday Night Live Stream. We're live out there on Getter, on The Foxhole, on Rumble, Odyssey, many others. Do me a favor, don't forget to hit that like button, hit the plus sign. Do us a favor, share this show on your favorite social media platform, whether it's Twitter, Truth Social, Facebook, The Foxhole Gab, wherever it might be. Get her. Can't forget Getter. Well, as you can see from the title card tonight, we are going to be joined by none other than Catherine Engelbrecht of True the Vote and, of course, 2000 Mules fame. Appreciate you joining us tonight. Thank you very much over there on the foxhole for getting started with those gold pills. Really appreciate it, guys. Thanks for the support. All right, tonight's show is brought to you by PrepareWithRedpill78.com. That's my Patriot supply. Right now you can save $150 on a three-month supply of survival food. It'll keep for up to 25 years. So do me a favor, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn, and join me in welcoming to the program Catherine Engelbrecht. Catherine, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here.
5: Thanks for having me.
4: Awesome. It's my pleasure, and I know the audience is very, very excited. Uh, so, Catherine, I'd like to start by just getting an introduction to you personally. I think a lot of people here are very familiar with your work, but maybe not as familiar with you. Uh, I guess I'd like to begin by asking, uh, what is the mission of True the Vote, and how did you go about the process of starting it? What was it that got you to begin this organization?
5: Well, it never was intended to become an art organization. That all kind of happened quite by accident. Um, back in the Tea Party days, I found myself uh, becoming increasingly aware the government was just encroaching around every corner and... While rallies back in the day were were great, um, I, I knew just intuitively something, you had to do something that would be sustainable, that would translate that that passion into into action. And so um, there was a need for people to go and work at the polls, and and that's really where it started. A very small group said, "Hey, let's just go work at the polls. We'll do that for one time, see how it goes, and you know, learn something." And when we went and and had that very first experience, this is back in two thousand and nine. Um, we saw problems, and those problems led us to question why the problems existed, problems of process, problems of voter registration, problems of keeping good ro- rolls and, and good data management, um, and that's really where it all started, uh, It it and it took off so quickly. At the time, now there are a lot of election integrity groups, but back in the day, we were the only national pro-liberty election integrity organization, and I think it you know, we we sort of hit a, um, we hit a, a chord with a lot of folks around the country. And um, and of course, at the time, also with the Obama administration that made us public enemy number one. And, um, you know, when we've had quite the odyssey ever since.
4: What were you doing before True the Vote?
5: Uh, Just be normal, you know, normal citizen. I, I worked in oil and gas. I uh, had a a um, machine shop that I ran, and I was, um, you know, very active in my kid's school, and I was on staff at our church, and took care of my parents, both of whom had. Uh, well, my mom's passed, but my dad uh, then then and now have health conditions, so as uh, their caregiver and um, just life activist. You know, I, I really, I, I not political, never, never imagined uh, what would what would what would befall me in the in the coming decade. Um, as it were, and, and still to this moment is going.
4: Well, uh, I love that part of your story because it shows what just a normal person with a little bit of drive and a little bit of desire to help out and kind of raise awareness is capable of. Because, I mean, you and True the Vote, uh, along with Greg and and your film, 2000 Mules, I mean, you guys have really become sort of a a cultural touchstone within the conservative movement. And it really has taken off.
5: Yeah, I think – You know, Greg and I were talking just the other day about how many things had to go wrong in order for the movie to even be made. Because that, again, it was never, that was never a goal. The goal was figure out whether or not those drop boxes were being abused. And then when we began to see what, what the data was showing, then the immediate thought was get this to law enforcement so they can start working with it. And then when that didn't go according to plan, we thought, okay, get this to... Uh, some top-door media types. Maybe the Wall Street Journal would want to embed with us, and they can watch all this unfold. Um, we tried that. Nobody was, you know, it was all radioactive. Nobody wanted to touch it. And it wasn't, uh, I mean, we, there were many other instances along the way where had things gone right, we tried to file a intervention suit on behalf of the state of Georgia when the Department of Justice sued them, and then the RNC and NRSC shut that down. There were so many things that at the time... Um, felt like they were going wrong but it really was when we got to sort of the end of the rope and said okay well we we have to tell the public what's happening and that's when I called Dinesh and and you know hence the movie 2000 mules but it certainly didn't feel like that was you know was the plan um it, it was just what I think what uh what, what fate had in store
4: I think this aspect of it is really important for people to hear, you know, because there, there's always going to be people who think that they know how to do it better, but. People didn't necessarily know that you were working on this in the way that you were until 2000 Mules came out, and then when it came out, you got some people who are like, well, why didn't they put the information out sooner? Why did they have to wait to do it in the form of a movie? And right there, you just showed that you actually were working on this in uh, quite a a dedicated (laughs) fashion, Uh, and the only difference about how people felt about it and maybe how they feel about it now is that they had no idea that you were working on this stuff because there was no movie. Because there was nobody out there in the mainstream media who were willing to cover this.
5: No. And, and, you know, and and we took a very pragmatic approach. I mean, we believe that based upon the variables as we knew them um, and, and from our previous years of experience, knowing where, where weaknesses are inside of the election process, we thought this is a way that we can measure and prove empirically that the process is being abused. And, um, it, you know we didn't go talk to the media we didn't make any headlines we just kept our you know our heads
6: down
5: and um, you know and I look back now I would have done some things differently but um, but the thing I think that I'm, I'm most grateful for about the movie is just that it, it's fostered a debate I mean you don't have to agree with us you don't have to right. believe it that's okay let's just talk about it I mean you know the, the, the to, to, to me that is one of the, the great travesties of the entire 2020 you know melodrama was just this notion that if you t- talked about it you were canceled mm-hmm. and that I- that instead of even questioning it that we were to just just blindly accept the oft repeated line from corporate media that this was the most safe and secure election ever there's no problems it was perfect it was wonderful it was great well that's just that's never true
6: mm-hmm. so
5: somewhere in between you know, it's perfect, and, and and it's it's all going to hell in a handbasket. We should be able to talk about it, right? And um, anyway, I'm glad I'm glad for that for that very purpose. I know everybody doesn't really necessarily agree with the movie. That's okay. Let's talk.
4: Well, I mean, personally, I think that the movie is a revelation. I, I mean, it it brings together so much information. <clears throat> It can show empirically that there were certainly issues with the election, you know, whether or not you want to go as far as saying that it proves election fraud. Well, I I think it's pretty obvious to anybody who's willing to pay attention to the evidence uh, that there were illegal activities surrounding a number of different states in the 2020 election. And it has the power because of uh, you know the fact that it's a film, uh, it had wide distribution, there are so many people talking about it, it has that power to get into the minds of people who might otherwise not have even considered what was truly happening. I mean, you say election fraud to some people, they close right up, they clam up, they're not interested in hearing it. But then if they actually can see what's happening, you've got individuals who, collecting ballots, going to five, ten, fifteen, 15, however many ballot drop boxes they went to, and they're doing it over and over and over again. I mean, I can't think of a legitimate reason for someone to be doing that unless they are getting paid, unless they are committing some type of ballot trafficking uh, operation.
5: Yeah, I mean, and that's why we, we set the thresholds so high. I mean, when we first started all of this, of course nothing like this had ever been done before. We knew um geospatial data and we and we were familiar with the ways in which it's used in a variety of applications in the military and government and law enforcement and so forth. Um, but we 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 started saying, okay, well how many times is it too many to go to a Dropbox? What does it look like when you see unique devices going three times, four times, five times, at what point does the data separate in such a way that you can see that there's a group that's way outside of the bell curve, that's way outside of the norm of the population. And of course, a lot of things that, (coughs) pardon me, that didn't make it into the movie, um, you know, had to do with our QC, with the checks that we did, with the the scripts that we ran, you know, pre-production, post-production, error corrections to make sure that we were we were looking at truly behavior outside of the normal progress of of the population and and only specifically um, relative to, you know, the, the period of early election. So anyway, we, we really, we really did our diligence to get it down that far. The thing that was the shocker though, was that we could only go so far. And then we really believed that when we began to give this to law enforcement, that they would jump in. And that I think was the first, You know, in a series of of heartbreaks that that they didn't you know, they didn't want to look at it and, um, you know, learned a lot,
4: learned a lot. So I actually want to talk about the uh, the collection and the organization and uh, the analyzation of this data. I have uh, obviously in the film, it's a film. You guys are using um, sets, you know, I mean, it's a dramatization of the way that you put it together. I mean, a a bunch of people sitting around a spreadsheet for eight to 12 hours a day is not sexy. It's not something necessarily that you want to put on film. Uh, So, um, you know, I've heard people say, oh, they were using NSA tools. And, you know, I'm pretty certain that that's not at all what happened. I'm just wondering if you can kind of talk about that collection and the way that you guys actually analyzed it. Sure.
5: Well, I mean, when we, you know, when we started it before we ever even imagined that it would become a movie, I mean, it was, you know, Greg assembled a team of, of analysts um, that are professionals um, doing this for this type of work uh, in a variety of capacities and have done this for years and years and years. And with my background in in elections, uh, it, it was just a, a, a really a really great blend of how can we use the data to to identify weaknesses in an election process? And it it was came out of originally sort of the, the beginnings of it. What were calls coming into our election integrity hotline that began to inform us in ways that that it was really when our when our the first the first dots were beginning to be connected around how the mules were involved with nonprofit organizations. And that led to interviews that led to ultimately you know, making an enormous investment in this geospatial data, which we could have been totally wrong about. Uh, there might have been nothing to see. So, you know, it was all very much just, uh, I, I liken it to being in those, you know, the closing rounds of the World Series of Poker where you just push all your chips to the center and say, it's go time, and either, either we're going to figure something out or or not. You know, then there's, and, and that would be, be a story too. We looked and there was no abuse, but that's, that's not what we found. Um, and, and, you know, the the, the the analysis continues to this day. I mean, we're still digging in. Like, for example, in Wisconsin, we're still digging into some new stuff that we found in Green Bay. And, and in Michigan, we're still looking at stuff that we found in Detroit. And it just, it would have been great if law enforcement would have jumped in and, and helped or or taken what we had, what we had you know gotten to a to a point that they could then bring you know the weight of their resources to bear but that you know that wasn't in the cards or at least hadn't been so far. So um you know but that's how we did it. And um and then when we and then when we got to the movie part of it, uh we did come with our spreadsheets and our, you know wonky maps that are good for analysts but aren't great on the big screen. Same thing with the video that's interesting too is like you think about I mean, a, a typical surveillance, Dropbox surveillance video, the quality is just garbage. It, you can't see anything, it's pixelated, or, or oftentimes the, the camera isn't even, I mean, it's pointed at the ground, it's pointed at the sky, it's, I mean, there's just all manner of, you know, just waste and nonsense. And so even to find video that would look good on a screen, um, all of those things took on a, a whole different – I mean, we didn't care about that when we were doing the research, but then when you started to figure out how to – how are you going to tell the this, this story in a way that, that will capture people? Um, you know, that's where Dinesh and his team, really, they had to put some graphics together. And, of course, you know, you get, we get pushback for that, but we didn't have any creative control. I mean, we – our story was just the data and the, you know, the video – that. Such such as it was.
4: Well, I I thought the presentation was wonderful. You know, you guys made it engaging. It's a subject that not everybody necessarily would be intrinsically interested in on like, uh, you know, a, <laughs> a, a, a gut level. But I mean, it's it's a, it's an issue that's important. It, it matters to every single man, woman and child here in America. And I think that anybody, no matter what political stripe, whatever you know affiliation they have, they should be very concerned with it. I mean, if it's happened to us on the right, it could very easily happen to them on the left, or you know, or what happens when, oh. they, when they get rid of all of us, you know, and the only people left are the, the the dissidents on the left, and then they're the ones that they get rid of. You know the only people who yeah, will be in mean, power at that point will be the elites.
5: Uh, well, look, a hundred percent. It is the uniparty versus the people, and that is why uh, President Trump was such a threat. Because he was outside of the establishment, he was outside of the status quo, and and that is why he was, you know, he was targeted on both sides. I mean, you know, I look, I hold no quarter with the Republicans that wouldn't that wouldn't even consider the fact that you had all of the earmarkings coming into the 2020 election that just it was plain it was plain as day that that the process was a setup, plain as day, and that there was no more. Um, There were there were so few responsible um, representatives that were willing to really stick with it and investigate it and far more that just wanted to shut it down and say, well, you know, I guess I guess I got elected, so it must be okay." Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, this is this is in, in the case of President Trump, it was it was truly targeted at him because of what he represents. It's not, de- in my opinion, it's not Democrat or Republican, particularly in the time in which we find ourselves.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: It, is, it is the people versus, I don't even know that it's government. It's the people versus a, a movement that is afoot that is at once Marxist and totalitarian mm-hmm. and globalist and, and anti-freedom, ultimately. And um, and that's what we are seeing play out, not just in elections in, in a variety of ways, but, you know, we certainly saw it in 2020.
4: Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. It's across the board. I like to think of it as a, an organized criminal cartel that has infiltrated absolutely. the United States government and so many other aspects. And they've done it through, uh, you know, a, a lot of different facets, you know, certainly the nonprofit world, uh, such as the, uh, the organizations that you identified throughout your research. Um, you know, sure. but it's, it's business and banking too. I mean, it is quite literally a global cabal of organized criminals that are seeking to subjugate humanity under a totalitarian government. I mean, we are literally walking straight into 1984 if we're not already standing on the doorstep.
5: Yeah, I I agree with that. But I will tell you this, um, you know, I, there, there's a lot of things to be troubled about. But I also am very hopeful and very optimistic because, at least in our experience, um, when you least expect it, God shows up. Doors open, the windows cracked. It, it things continue to move forward in in just enough light for the step that we're on. Just enough to give us hope to keep moving forward. And that's as tough as it is. And I mean, we particularly these last few weeks have been really, really tough. And there's just something. There's something cosmically bigger in play. Uh, and we need to dig, all of us need to dig deep and have faith and stay strong. Um, I, th- I, think that, I think we win if we do. I know we win if we do, but, but it's not going to be easy.
4: No, I, I agree with you. I mean, this is uh it, it's a it's a fight for our lives, it's a fight for humanity, it's a fight for America. And I don't mean to sound fatalist. Uh all I all I mean to sound like is that uh, you know, this truly is the point at which we decide our fate. Either we continue to move forward, we all take that step and become part of the solution. We have to subjugate the system itself That's right. if we're going to win. You know, I mean, and the only way we can do that is if every single one of us takes an active role in trying to make that happen. Uh, this is the 11th hour and we can't afford to sit back. And I think that one of the reasons we're in the situation we are is because so many of us trusted the institutions that we thought we could trust. I mean, we believed that other people would safeguard our freedoms. And, you know, obviously that wasn't the right thing to do, but how else would we know? I mean, nobody wanted to grow up thinking that America was going to become some shadow of its former self. I mean, I think that there's something sacrosanct about our government, about our institution, what we are as a country. And so I think this is the last thing that many of us thought was going to play out.
5: No, I I completely agree with you. And, and, you know, we live lives of 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 comfort, of convenience. Um, We are very trusting. We, you know, in America particularly, it's sort of, you know, life is a Pixar movie. Everything pretty much always works out okay in the end. And and that's lulled us into a state of complacency that, that makes it really almost, almost um, uh, surreal to believe that maybe it's, it's, all coming apart at the seams, mm. and and then you start to doubt and question. Well, no, it can't be that because that that, that sir, I'm I'm a conspiracy theorist. I'm a fatalist. Yeah. I'm a. But you know, I mean, day by day, um, now you. It's really. It's. I mean, this is happening all over the world. Yeah. Um. You you have to you have to deal with the reality that something is afoot, um, and that. We now have to make some hard choices, um, get out of our comfort zone and be willing to stand up for basic freedoms um, or they're, they're, they're going to be taken. And um, and we saw that in our elections. We saw that in the pandemic. We're seeing that now in, you know, all manner of economic uh, hardships um, that are that are intentional they're trying to, to break us, and we we have to just keep standing.
4: Absolutely. Well, you know, in, in that vein right there, you know, I mean, the House just passed an assault rifle ban. They passed a magazine ban. Uh, they're going to be coming, potentially, if this passes in the Senate, I'm, I'm hoping that it won't. I'm hoping that every single person watching this calls their senators and, and ensures that this either doesn't get to the floor for a vote or that people vote against it. But they will essentially take all of the most popular uh, Second Amendment supplies that we have here in the United States of America. I mean, like – Automatic uh AR-style, not excuse me, semi-automatic AR-style pistols, anything with a, a magazine over 10 bullets that is not connected to the gun permanently. uh it, It's pretty crazy. So we all have to be involved in uh, making sure that this doesn't go the route of the darkest possible timeline. Now, something that you said there, Catherine, uh, about moving forward in a little glimmer of light, God giving us just a little bit uh, to help us expose these things. You know, I've heard some talk recently uh, that, uh, with ongoing investigations that you and your organization have been involved in, that there are potentially new things that are going to be revealed. And I'm just wondering, you know, what you can tell us tonight.
5: Well, so there are going to be some things that are going to be, um, revealed, but I will tell you the, the way that they're going to be revealed isn't what, what I had thought even a few months ago, um, it's the big thing that we're going to be talking about here in the next few weeks in the, an event we're we're pulling together for influencers um, uh, that was that, that event was made necessary because um when we were doing the work on on what was to become the mules, but you know the the looking at the dropbox abuse um, we were looking at a variety of other things uh one of those other things um took shape very quickly and it was so alarming that we immediately went to uh the federal bureau of investigations uh and provided information and um for the better part of almost a year and a half uh worked uh towards um what we thought was um a a, uh, an effort to stop what we had uncovered and um and uh, the long and the short of it is that uh, I'm just I'm choosing the words very carefully. but I mean, the long and the short of it is that that uh, it, it it didn't stop, um, and in fact, uh, we became the target of of once once the investigation reached a certain level um, uh, in DC, then the script got flipped and and it it was turned on us. And so now where we are is at a point where. Um, for a variety of reasons, we need to go public uh, very quickly, but we've we've had to be very careful about lining everything up and making sure that um, that we're as thoughtful about it as as we can be. And I don't mean to be, uh, you know, it's very difficult to just not just talk about the whole thing, but it's we're trying to be um, intentional, and that's what this event that we're hosting in a couple of weeks is is about is to is to get a group of people together lay everything out, and then have a very candid conversation. Um, and I feel a huge burden uh, and, and sense of responsibility about how how those next, how all of this unfolds. Um, it's,
6: it's a lot.
4: Well, I can understand, you know, I mean... I think that there's a a lot there's kind of this gut instinct for certain people to say, you know, just dump the information, just put it out there. Uh, But I think one thing that people fail to recognize is that we live in a society today where people have about a six second attention span. You know, I mean, like TikTok, Instagram, all of the social media constantly flipping through things. You know, if, if people have a bunch of data presented to them it is so easy for them to just move on to the next thing, especially if there isn't a lot of attention paid to it. Um, But if, you know, what I understand is happening, you know, with this event, and thank you very much for uh, having me be a part of it. I really appreciate that. But if this is what I believe it to be, uh, then I I think that this is the most intelligent way we can bring very important information to the masses, because it means that All of these people that are going to be attending will have the opportunity to disseminate it in a coordinated fashion. You know, if you look at the mainstream media, you know, we talk about the 4 a.m. talking points. I mean, this is when the intelligence agencies and whoever is running these criminal cabals, they send out their talking points at 4 a.m. And you see CNN, MSNBC, you know, even Fox News sometimes they report the exact same thing. They blanket the airwaves with it and they ensure that it's the only thing that the American people are thinking about. You know, we don't have right. that same luxury here in the alternative media. But I feel like we could develop it if we just took a little time like this.
5: Well, I, I yes, absolutely. agree with everything you just said, and I'll take it one step further. Um, and the thing I think that is that burdens me the most is it's not just telling you what we've found and what's happened and, and you know, the story of it. It's now what do we do because we've got to be able to provide solutions, not just we, True the Vote, and not just we, the group that's getting together, but we as, as the messengers to the masses, we've got to find some solutions here, just like we've got to find solutions to a, a variety of things around elections, a variety of things around the, 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 the troubles that you know, our country is facing but i I think you know it's it's no longer um, we no longer have the luxury of just complaining about all the problems and saying, "So I hope somebody does something it's It's been proven that uh it's us it's It, it is the people that are going to innovate and come up with solutions, and in the case of some of the stuff that we're going to be sharing, um, it's it's very difficult to to take in, but it is what it is. And now we have to fix it. We have to stop, we have to stop the subversion of our election process. And, and again, it's, at this point, it's just one of many things that we've got to be very serious in, in dealing with solutions about. But we're the innovators. We're the creators. We're the ones that, that are going to have to put this train back on the tracks.
4: So I heard you say recently that we're, we're talking about threats from both inside the United States and from outside the United States. I mean, that, that seems you know, a, a little alarming, more than a little alarming. I think it kind of uh, clarifies and, and uh, you know, crystallizes what a lot of us have been thinking. Um, but, it, you know, I mean, it is a daunting task. I mean, to imagine, you know, how are we supposed to take on the role of fixing what the federal government or even state governments are? I mean, local governments won't even appear to take on. When you say that you went to law enforcement, are, are we talking about all three branches of potential government. I mean, are we talking about local sheriffs? Are we talking about, um, you know, the, uh, the FBI, are we talking about other elements of the, the federal government and law enforcement?
5: Well, with this particular thing I'm, I'm describing, um, that's very much was at a federal level straight away. It's a, it's a national security issue. And so, yeah. um, so we went there first um, and then and then we thought that it was going pretty well. We, we actually thought that there was progress being made and <clears throat> that that wasn't the case. And so um, I guess it was first part of right after the movie came out where we began to get calls from sheriffs. And, and that for me was when I sort of had this aha moment of, oh, wait a second sheriffs have a tremendous amount of power given to them by the constitution what if we took this instead of going you know at the federal level what if we what if we flip the script ourselves and we start locally and and so we are we've relayed some of what we are dealing with right now to to sheriffs and are trying to to kind of work that through um as as best as we can but there are i mean look, I. this is not we're not going to be in for some for easy elections for a a while (laughs) i mean we're going to have to start thinking about things very locally we are going to have to have uh, citizens on on deck across all fronts not just working at the polls but but participating in logic and accuracy testing and participating in calibration uh, ceremonies and 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 beginning to run parallel systems so that we can begin to modernize our very antiquated process, but doing all of this in a way that that keeps it decentralized. Because of course, the federal government would love nothing more than to watch the state's crater and go. Well, I guess we just have to take it over. Right. So it's a it's a mm-hmm. delicate balance, and it's not going to be um, and it's unknown. I mean, we're citizens are going to have to step into a a gap that we have not had to uh, shoulder uh, to this point. And we're going to have to figure it out together. But we have to do it because the alternative is is not acceptable. The direction that it's headed is not acceptable. So that's what it's going to have to be is us.
4: So I, I. I think that a lot of people are very anxious about what's going to happen in the midterms here. I mean, it's quite clear that what they did in 2020 could easily be replicated again in 2022 because nothing's really changed. You know, maybe some places, Wisconsin, yeah, thank the Lord, right. you know, Wisconsin's drop boxes are not going to be there. Um you know, and and maybe they're paying attention in some of these other swing states. But what do you think the most important and impactful thing that regular citizens can do if they want to I- ensure that we have a free and fair election, something with a little bit of security in, here in 2022?
5: Oh, gosh. I mean, so, I mean, first, vote. You know, I mean, yeah. that, you, you gotta vote. Um, I think that continuing to talk among your family and friends, making sure that everybody's registered. I mean, just the basic blocking and tackling of elections, which even, you know, in a functioning system, those are the things you still have to do. And then you can start to kind of get further out into it. Like, make sure you know your local sheriff, if if you are so fortunate as to be in a county that has a sheriff, because they can help stand in, in, in defense of election laws where your state may not, where your county election administrators may not so make sure that you you've got a good line of communication there true the vote's going to be well positioned i believe to help in that regard as well but you know if you see something say something take action don't don't let it go because once once the election is over i mean it's it's next to impossible to, to put genie back in the bottle as it said you know you, we've got to stay ahead of things and and observation uh, and engagement absolutely changes things for the better. Um, you know, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, uh, most Americans want to play by the rules. Most do. You have a, you know, you have a fringe on both sides that are that are intentionally subverting the process in a, in, in a variety of ways. Um, and then you have foreign influence that is, feeding both sides with funding and with, with misinformation and disinformation. Um, and, and and it is a tactic that they are using to pit us against one another, because if they can implode our country from the inside out without ever firing a bullet man, they win. So, you know, so just to keep us at odds um, is, you know, is a, is a, is a, is a, is a very real play in their playbook. So, um, I, I, people, people are waking up. People are asking the tough questions and are holding uh, the process accountable. Um, there are some fundamentally broken things like our, like our voter rolls are just garbage and we need to start over. Uh, we, need, we need to adopt new technologies. Same thing with the machines and the, and the, the battle for machines versus paper. and Neither one of those are really um, ideal long-term solutions. There are technologies out there that should be looked at. But those, that's where I get back to, we've got to be a part of the s- solution. You know, we've got to be um, ready to be in a position to introduce new technologies and 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 think about things in terms of, not not just in terms of, well, I hope the government comes up with a plan. I mean, they're not going to. I'm going to tell you right now, they're not going to. It's going to be we the people that's that will forge a new path forward with respect to elections. So, um, midterms are going to be. It's going to be interesting. It's really going to be interesting. And, and frankly, I don't, you know, look. The establishment Republicans are no no better than Democrats. They're all the same, in my opinion. I mean, we have been stabbed front, back, and sideways by both parties these last couple of years, and it's all about. Their desire to maintain the status quo and to run the table with money, power, and control, and they could give a damn about the people. That's just right.
4: true. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. <clears throat> What, what do you think about the, the the rather large slate of America first candidates that we're seeing here in uh, in 2022? seems like we've got a lot more people who are not only sympathetic to the things that we care about, the things that we're you know really looking to address, um, but they're, they seem to be genuine, just regular average everyday people who really want to further the goals of America first and make America great again. I mean, what do you think about these new candidates? I think it's
5: thank God. I think it's phenomenal. And and so what if they don't know if they're not you know well clothed politicians? Right. Thank God. I mean, let's just figure it out together. And and you know it's going to get messy. Um, it's 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 the common man coming into you know Mr. Smith goes to Washington, right? And you you see why why are there so many layers of nonsense? to try to get anything done. I mean, the average person is going to ask those questions. And the challenge that we're gonna have and God willing that these, these candidates get elected is to stay in support of them. You know, you know, voters can be very, and Americans broadly, very fickle, right? I mean, first time that somebody steps out of line, well, we're quick to, you know, throw them to the lions. And we're, we're just gonna have to stick together and continue to try to figure this out in new ways that break the paradigm um, again i go back to you know President Trump it's, it's why uh, he is he is, the, he is the force of nature we need because he's not willing to just go along to get along. We need people that are going to ask tough questions and um, and, you know, and fight their way through to a better what to a better process.
4: Yeah. I mean, I, I speaking for myself, I mean, the fact that President Trump wasn't a politician, I mean, that was what immediately drew me to him. That's right. You know, I mean, I I right. knew him as an actor. I knew him as this larger than life personality, a real estate mogul from New York. But can he run a country? And it didn't take very long for me to decide that this is exactly what I wanted. I didn't trust Anybody on the left, I didn't trust anybody on the right, and I certainly wasn't gonna vote for Hillary Clinton. So I figured, why the hell not? We should give him a shot. And he very quickly, in my opinion, turned out to be the best thing that ever happened to America, certainly in my lifetime.
5: Oh gosh. I, I just uh I didn't know either. When I you know, when all when when me back, you know, twenty sixteen, I, I I I didn't know. But what I what I did know having been Involved with True the Vote to that point, you know, I guess going into that was like the sixth year of the organization. Our government is really deeply, deeply broken, and it is not a friend of the people. It is not a friend of freedom. Government is like this, this, you know, this endless, endlessly hungry monster that will just take and take and take. And if you don't go into an elected position with a titanium spine, you get sucked right in. And before you know it, you're playing the game right along with them and you, and you just, you lose yourself and it takes a certain personality to withstand that and, and, and bucket. And that's what he did. And, um, and it, I, he gave us as a country. I think he gave us back our heartbeat. I think we were, we were down for the count. I mean, we were just sort of being anesthetized into that sort of lulled into that sort of almost a trance, like, you know, going through the motions being of service to the state and thank God we woke up when we did not a moment too soon.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, personally had given up on the possibility that there was any hope. I mean, I was in a really dark place. And President Trump, Mm -hmm. you know, know, not just for me, but for a lot of people showed what America could be if we had truly representative leadership, people who were willing to make those hard decisions and who were willing to stand up to the machine because government really has become like this self-perpetuating parasitic virus. You're right. People get sucked in. Mm-hmm. You know, they they say that they're going to behave one way. They get into office and then either through the lure of of money, maybe as Madison Cawthorn said, drugs and sex or blackmail, whatever it is, they get into office and they realize how much money they can make. And, uh, and they just immediately turn their back on the American people. And President Trump didn't need any of the money. He didn't need any of the fame. He had everything. And he came into office and uh, he gave us just a little taste of what America could be if we had people in power who actually gave a crap about us.
5: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, when I first started uh, through the Vote in trying to figure out sort of, OK, how do you if I'm going to do if this is going to be a big national thing, how how do I make the proper connections to to be of, of highest and best use as an election integrity organization, and initially, that found me going to D.C. I was probably in D.C. twice a month, and I mean there were always meetings. There were you know any day of the week you can go and t- you can be sun up to sundown in meetings and and really feeling like you know you're making a difference because you're surrounded by all these other people that are similarly situated and. It didn't take long to wake up and go. What the? What am I doing? I was getting sucked into that. I was getting sucked into that notion that you know the busyness of being busy really you know really mattered. And it doesn't. What matters is what's happening on the ground. What matters is you know what happens in in our own backyards. And um, and I, you know, D.C. is not my favorite place. I'm, I'm headed there tomorrow. It is not my favorite.
4: Life. So, um, I have a couple of uh, uh, questions from the audience that I want to go through in just a moment. But I sure, sure. want to say this out loud because I'm going to forget it if I if I uh, don't tell you. Um, but I have a friend; he's been a guest on the show before. Uh, his name is Johnny V. He developed an application called Votify Now, and it is free. It's open source. You can download it through the app stores on Android or Apple. And what it is, is a reporting mechanism for people who see things that are out of the ordinary. Like you see somebody stuffing a ballot box, you know, you, you can report it through the app. Uh, you geo uh, track the location and then you send the information off and then it goes into a database that people can then, uh, you know, go through the data and see if they are um, witnessing patterns or something like that. But I would really like to put you guys in touch because I think that uh, it it it's a tool that could be. Used pretty wonderfully if uh, the correct people knew about it and uh, if it was spoken about. And I think that True the Vote and, and Votify now might be a perfect match if you would be interested in speaking with him
5: yeah actually i i've i've seen the app um oh, good <laughs> you know, and and look i yeah and i and i think um i think that that's all that's all great we we have a a hotline and the similar thing where people can go and report and attach photos or whatever it's all you know geocoded the trick to any of this is pardon me <coughs> the trick to any of this is making sure that when it comes that when information comes in it is appropriately um, distributed as quickly as possible, and and, and so hopefully with, with what, what Johnny's doing, and certainly I know with what we're doing, the, the incorporation of getting to local law enforcement is going to be a new uh, layer for our purposes. That is we, we are very hopeful is going to render a lot more um, near real-time assistance than, than typically what happens. Typically, you, you report this, and we've done it for years, you report it, and you know, it, it it falls on deaf ears. So that in any 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 instance of reporting now, we have to really be mindful of how to how to not just report it, but keep with it to get that real time or near real time responsiveness.
4: I mean, that's the trick. I mean, ensuring that the right people get it in a timely fashion so that they can act on it. Um what what about the preservation of election data from all of these uh various swing states where we know that illegal actions mm. happened are, are, is true the vote involved at all in getting that data holding on to it because i mean we're basically coming up to the point where i'm certain these states are going to just burn it as soon as they can
5: Yeah well most of them already have so so any federal election uh, federal standard is that you hold all um election re- related materials for 22 months, that's the that's the standard. Now, you know, you get into the drop boxes and the drop box surveillance video because that was all brand new. You a lot of states kind of took the position of well, that didn't really apply to the federal standard for um, you know election artifacts, which of course it certainly should have, but yeah. that didn't prevent them from destroying the information uh, very very quickly after the election. Um, but what you know is what more is more troubling to me. <clears throat> about just broadly the 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 lack of not not even not holding it for 22 months but not even holding it during the doggone election i mean chain of custody documents gone um the the ability to confirm here's an interesting factoid as of march 1st 2021 March 1st 2021 only 11 states had published their 2020 census rolls in other words only 11 states were willing to say publicly these are the these are the individuals who voted in the 2020 election H- how could you certify an election if you can't tell who voted how right i mean there are so there's so many pieces and parts to elections that are that are out of whack that should that are the 2020 election should have never been certified because it wasn't HABA compliant we had you could just go down a checklist of things that were wrong but we had become sort of a combination of of you know just sort of desensitized to it like yeah well you know it's a headache to you know be the one to to, you know be the you know the, the, the burr in the saddle to say, well, we can't move forward with the election because your paperwork's not right. I mean, I don't want to be that person. So let's just go along with it. You have that attitude. And then, of course, you know, the convenient uh, appearance of the pandemic, uh, which, you know, it, how dare you question anything that uh, could cause uh, friction because, you know, it's all about the pandemic. All of that threw things into a tailspin. So to answer your question, you know, yes, we're involved in the pres- in 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 trying to work to um retain it or or um
2: Order now
6: fighterflare.com.
5: But most states don't have it, but make it okay it's just true wow it's it's yeah it's a uh, but it's, but but coming into midterms one of the things we're working on right now is a sort of a a checklist for citizens that um want to be involved in making sure what happened in 2020 doesn't happen again in 2022, just by virtue of like the, the lack of compliance or being, being out of compliance. Mm-hmm. There are certain HAVA standards. The Health America Vote Act is a federal standard that kind of lays out at a top level. And states then beneath that have their own standards uh, uniquely to the state. But there are, there are things that are just requirements. And, you know, 2020, the buzzword was just lawlessness, like, yeah, requirements, whatever, you know, we're going to do whatever we want. Now, um, and hopefully with, with some of the stuff that we're putting together, citizens will be able to go, wait a second, you're not in HAVA compliance. This is not okay. And then be able to have, you know, the, the resources, both of local law enforcement by virtue of any sheriff that's willing to help stand in that gap or, you know, legal proceedings if necessary. I mean, file suit, and it's gonna it's going to be a, it's, we're going to have to show up and say no, no. We're not playing the game anymore. If you're, if the machines aren't in compliance, sorry, those are the rules, and we'll sue you.
4: So, do you have an easy way for citizens to get that information, or is that something that you are planning? To help disseminate to people like will people be able to go to the truth of vote website and say drop down their state and then get all of these items that they might want to be able to use in their own precincts and polling places to ensure that things are up to standards.
5: That's the hope. I mean, the the it's a it's a big lift because there's the federal standard that affects all states. But then from there, every state has their own, you know, has has their own bag of tricks that they play with. And so to, to be able to do everything that we can to provide that kind of that kind of detail to as many states as we can. But then beyond that, it's not just the checklist, which is which is I think going to be hugely helpful. But 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 then what do you do mm. if, if you as, you know, average citizen goes and sees that your, your state's not meeting the federal standard for what should be. A, a certifiable election, are you gonna be the one to say, I'm gonna call an attorney and file suit? Those are the kinds of things I think more than anything right now that we as as Americans need to start getting our minds around. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to say? Because then if you do that, you know, you're gonna to have to make sure that you've got your resources online, you've got to make you're going, it's gonna take a tremendous amount of time, energy, and effort just to, just to sustain that fight. But if we don't, we're going to lose everything. If we don't start holding accountable the, those who are running our elections and, and making the laws stick, we're toast. So be, you know, these are going to be big and difficult uh, decisions. And, but I, I'm frankly, I'm confident that people are going to stand up and be being willing to do it.
4: Yeah, I mean, this is certainly something that was lacking for us in the 2020 election. I mean, the Democrats, they had lawyers at every single precinct, every single polling place. I mean, they were ready to activate at a moment's notice. And the RNC, they had no one anywhere. I mean, they essentially left us twisting in the wind. And I know that there have to be lawyers uh, that are conservative uh, who are part of this truth and freedom movement. They have to be ready to get out there uh, and do the same thing that the Democrats are willing to do. I say this all the time, Catherine. I guarantee you, the Democrats, people, radical leftists, they are willing to, to volunteer. They are willing to be activated at a moment's notice and get out there and provide support in any way that they can if they think that it's going to beat Trump or anybody associated with him. And so we have to be able to do the exact same thing. I have had somebody in the chat mentioning something about mobile voting booths or, or mobile voting centers. I Are you aware of anything related to this? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I, I'm not personally, and it sounds illegal to me.
5: <laughs> yeah, well, and, and you would be right in your thinking. Um, we saw it in 2020. Uh, states used CARES dollars and, and or CTCL dollars to buy um, basically like big RVs that were outfitted as, um, you know, mobile polling places. And certain states stopped that and, and shut them down, um, and others didn't. And I really don't know all the states that had them. I know that parts of Texas had them, parts of Georgia had them. But, um, you know, they, they're... Very much like the drop boxes, they're not regulated. Uh, the, the the check and balance that you would expect to have isn't in place in those environments, and, and we shouldn't have them.
4: Catherine, uh, I had heard that you were able to identify Stacey Abrams' nonprofit organization down there in Georgia as one of the nonprofits that were participating in this you know, alleged ballot trafficking operation. Can you identify any other nonprofit organizations that perhaps you saw, like in a single state, or maybe ones that uh, were uh, connected throughout this multi-state ring?
5: Well, so Stacey Abrams is a is a leader in many nonprofit organizations in in Georgia and across the country. So okay. she's she's really plugged in in a lot of places. What I this is again. It gets back to what, what, what is so frustrating about law enforcement's unwillingness to move some of this stuff forward. If we just start naming names and naming organizations, and law enforcement just lets this all fall flat, um, we're going to be sued six ways from Sunday. I right. mean, we're in I'm, we're in a suit right now against uh, Stacey Abrams and Mark Elias. That's been going on since. Uh, December of 2020, we you know we're still in a lawsuit, massively expensive undertaking. So we have to be very very smart about what we say and how we say it because they would love nothing more than to sue us. That said, of <clears throat> here's what I can here's what I can suggest is uh, for those uh, researchers who want to try to connect some of the dots, look at the the, the nonprofit organization that was part of the uh, first raid in Arizona um, look at that organization and then look at who that organization is affiliated with uh, it's listed on their website and just start start doing some digging um, there are networks across this country that are uh, and have been for decades and decades and since the w- one nationwide and actually international, network in particular has been around since the forties. Um they're 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 very deeply entrenched, not and not just as nonprofits, uh uh you know, NGOs, but I mean they're very um entrenched in in churches. Uh it's but just check that out and start following the start following the trails there and, and it'll all start to come together.
4: OK, all right. Um, and Catherine, we've got a lot of uh, just thank yous from the audience, but no specific uh, questions that I can see. Uh, but thank you, everybody, wow. for supporting the show. I know I can't believe it. <laughs> uh, lots of lots of donations, but nobody asking any questions. Um, so uh, I, I guess, Catherine, uh, how can people get involved with True the Vote? How, how can they throw their hat in? How can they help you guys out?
5: So um, right now, the best thing to do is just go to to org and and sign up. Or you can go to Facebook or you can go to protectamerica.vote. That's the new thing that we're doing with sheriffs. Anywhere you sign up there, and ultimately it'll all come back to sort of our bucket where when we begin to announce new things, we will will spread that word to anybody that's connected. But um, even more than that, I would just say... Begin now to steal your mind for taking off of work on election day or maybe even, you know, the couple of weeks before, depending upon how long you have an early election period in your state. If you can choose, choose in to serve, uh, reach out to the party or candidate of your choice and get plugged in. It's all hands on deck. If we don't show up and hold the line for elections, we are going to lose them and it's it's not about um making headlines it's not it's not about you know uh, uh you know having salacious news to report it's just a practical functional necessity that Americans get involved to protect our elections we have to do this locally so just begin to look locally Start asking questions about how you can get involved. You can find a lot of information on our website about how to get involved locally in your elections. But mainly, it's what happens right up here. Don't wait for somebody else to solve this. It's on us. And, and, and it's going to take us all.
4: All right, real quick before we go, I do have two questions that just came in from the audience. Uh, from, let's see, B1 Car. How soon can we expect to hear what's happened at the pit and expect it to start being given to us? Anything on timeline? Well,
5: yeah. Well, so I mean, you know, the the Pitts August the thirteenth and the the fourteenth. You (laughs) know, later that day. I I I don't know. The whole thing makes me just it just it makes me short of breath thinking about it because I know our lives are going to change after that. I know that. I just I just really really I'm in constant prayer about all of this that. As we as we share what we're going to be talking through, that we just continue to think about it like, okay, these things are not good and now we have to fix them. You know, as opposed to the sky is falling. These things are not good and now we have to fix them.
4: Yeah. Here's the problem. Let's create the solution. Uh, and then also that's right. right. From Dr. Hines001. Can true the vote help identify bad actors for from J6? To help defendants and expose the corruption perpetrated by the instigators, feds, ray ups of the world, Zantifa, etc. Any uh, any work you're doing there on J6?
5: Well, so true the vote as as, you know, dedicated to election integrity, uh, not 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 our organization, but OPSEC and and Greg's team uh, way deep off in that. Yeah. And have have been for, for some time for some time.
4: Right. So definitely sharing. We just haven't talked
5: about
6: it.
4: Yeah. Sharing of data, but not True the Vote.
5: Yeah. Absolutely. And, it, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, Greg and I are pretty well joined at the hip. So it's not it's you know, it's not as though I don't know all that's happening. But at the same time, I want to make sure and be clear about it that, you know, True the Vote is doing what True the Vote does. But OPSEC and and that that team, uh, they're doing all kinds of stuff. Okay. excellent.
4: All right. Well, Catherine, I know you have another interview. I know you got to take off. So I just want to say thank you very, very much for coming tonight. I look forward to meeting you later next month, and uh, I'm looking forward to everything that True the Vote has coming up and, of course, everything that we as citizens of America can do to help uh, solve this issue. I mean, it's multifaceted, but uh, just because it's difficult doesn't mean we shouldn't throw everything we have at it. So thank you very, very much That's for it. being here.
5: That's right. Thanks for the opportunity. And listen, we're going to be all right. It's going to be tough,
4: but we're going to be all right. Amen. Amen. Thanks
5: very much.
4: All right. Thank you. Have a great night. Thanks. All right. And then I'm sorry. I did see uh, from Fred Awakening up there. Great interview, Zach. Thank you so much for your sacrifices, Catherine. I'll send her a text message. Uh, You are a patriot through and through. You and Greg are in our prayers. Okay. Awesome. Uh, And then also from early on in the show, O.C. Flow says, love your work, Zach. And then J. 1966 says, hi, Zach. Uh, and then let me go through the thank yous over on Foxhole. Uh, thank you to Christy. Sean Joe says, great guest as always. Uh, dropped a cookie. And then Daisy Girl, thank you for the cookie. Filter dog one, ask if she's single. Come on. Man. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I didn't think she was coming here to, uh, uh, to get a date. Sean Joe, thank you. Kaboomer, thank you. Dr. Hoffman says, Catherine, thank you for all you do. You give us hope. Sean Joe, appreciate it. D-Patriot says, Columbia, Missouri Fox will meet up on October 8th. DM me if interested in attending. I don't know if I'm going to Missouri sometime, uh, later in August. Phil B. Me says, an election hijack is what it was. Dr. Hoffman says, shout out to Fredo Awakening for introducing me to the great RP78. Very grateful. Thank you for being here. Omazon says, now's the time to become the one, as in like Neo. Uh, Filter Dog One cookie fight. Thanks, Sean and Doctor Hoffman and Tweety and DePatriot, Patriot Filter Dog, Doctor Hoffman Sherry from Pittsburgh Filter Dog Patriot Phil be Me Too Filter Dog Patriot Seventeen Seventy Six Doctor Hoffman Sherry Filter Dog Q, John. <laughs> thank you for the cookie Tweety, appreciate it Filter Dog Chatty C Casey says to the cause, thanks for what you do. Puddin' Hollow, appreciate that. Ohio Kimmy, and Puddin' Hollow, and Sean, and Filter Dog, Kansas Mudcat, Puddin' Hollow, Sean, Puddin' Hollow, Filter Dog 1, and Filter Dog 1, is Catherine Single. All right, you guys, tell me what you want me to do. Uh, Are you done for the night, or do you want to go ahead and uh, do a couple of call-ins? Show me in the chat. If you want to do a call-in, we can go ahead and do it, and uh, I'll be happy to take your calls, take your questions, whatever you like. Otherwise, we're going to go ahead and close it up. Hmm. Let me see in the chat if you guys want to do a call-in. If you don't, it's fine. Uh, Let me see. Call-in. Oh, Vector wants to do a (laughs) call-in. Of course. All right. We'll we'll do a couple of calls. We'll do a couple of calls. Let me throw this up on the uh, the screen here. There is the call-in information. I'm going to drop the Zoom. And here we go. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with uh, Catherine. I know that I enjoyed speaking with her. You know, I really do think that the work that she and True the Vote are doing is extremely important, and I I think that anybody who watches the show uh, already knows how I feel about what we have to do as citizens to ensure that uh, this election goes through properly. You know, I've said before, I think that we are going to have an overwhelming force when it comes to showing up at the ballot box in November, but... It doesn't mean they're not going to try to cheat. Let's go ahead and bring in Sweeta, who has been here so patiently the entire time. Let's see. Russ says, whatever you do, Zach, don't send folks to my site, thehappypatriot.com, to break up with Walmart. Thanks. <laughs> thehappypatriot.com. There you go. Uh, let's see. Sweeta, are you there? Yeah, hi, David. Hi, Sweeta. Thank, Thank you for your patience. I didn't realize that I left the call information on the screen.
0: <laughs>
4: yeah so how's it going what's on your mind uh
0: you know even in third world countries you know in developing countries uh, uh you have to have uh, a voter id you know <laughs> uh, that's, that's the basic you, you know it was so surprising that a country like america you know developed country and they, they completely removed voter id from the criteria
4: Uh, I think it's surprising to a lot of us over here, too. I mean, you bring up an excellent point. Uh, The the fact that here in America, probably like the leading first world nation for I don't know how much longer, uh, but the leading first world nation. And in many cases, you don't have to have a voter ID. People can just walk right in and cast a ballot. Uh, and that's, I think that that angers a lot of us over here. But you know, I mean, tell me, Sweden, do you know how often uh, or how prevalent, rather, election fraud or voter fraud is over there in your country? Does it happen? Do people talk uh, about it?
0: Yeah, there are there is voter fraud here as well. There are people, uh, you know, who try to uh, uh, vote multiple times. Yeah uh that happens but but you know that all those things over the, over over a period of time all those things are being curtailed now maximum what they try to do is they try to buy votes they pay people to you know yes uh, vote for them that's what happens
4: well you know i'm certain that it happens too i mean uh, unfortunately people are willing to break the law when it comes to to getting paid to do it you know i, I mean people get paid to drop off those ballots people get paid to harvest ballots they get paid to go to nursing homes and get people who otherwise wouldn't even be voting uh, to cast a ballot. Yeah, I mean, there is power in politics. And, you know, I I think the reason that people are so willing to break the law when it comes to it is because there's really very little punishment that people end up, uh, you know, having to deal with. I, I think what we need is an overwhelming show of force in terms of the people who have stolen elections, the people who have uh, uh, harvested these votes I want to see people go to prison. I want to see people really pay the price for what they've done. And unfortunately, it sounds like from what Catherine was saying there, it sounds like rather than prosecuting the guilty, the government and maybe the FBI started coming after her and true and the vote and Greg Phillips and all of them.
0: Yeah, 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 it is That's what happens when, uh, you know. Uh, they have, uh, the, you know, um, strategy. They put their people in posts uh, uh, of power and influence.
4: Yeah, it's very true. Very true. All right, Sweta, thank you very much for your call. I really appreciate it, and uh, I should have some in, I should have some dates to announce to you very soon. Okay.
0: All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, have a good night. Yeah.
4: Thank you for your call. Appreciate it. All right, and uh, I need to say thank you very much to KT Schrand who said thanks, Zach. Great interview. Appreciate. Appreciate that. Very, very generous. Thank you. Uh let's bring in DJ Vector. DJ Vector coming in next. Uh thank you very, very much for being here, guys. Vector, are you there? Are, oh Vector for a half a second there. I thought you were gonna you were gonna self-dox.
8: No, uh, that's not possible at this point, Zach, and you know that. But uh, it's too I know, controversial. It's why I was so
4: surprised! It's why I was so surprised.
8: It's like no, 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 no. I won't be doing that, and I've got my camera covered anyway, so you won't, you won't see anything. I won't make a mistake like you did, bro. Good, good, good.
4: <laughs> it's fine though, you know. Yeah. So, uh, so hey, man, how's things going? How you doing? I, I caught some of your stream the other night, and uh, just for anybody who isn't familiar with Vector, because I know we got some new people here tonight, DJ Vector, he's got his own channel, he's got his own program, and he is uh, he's a DJ, like a legit DJ, so... Uh, he's he's pumping the tunes, uh, uh, you know, slamming beats every single time he goes on the air. And it's he's hilarious. Okay, they they do good stuff over there. You guys got to check him out. the
8: controversy too, Zach. That's the thing. It's, uh, oh, a yeah, lot of people are getting annoyed. What people need to understand is that um, I have a serious message, but it is a c- comedy and satirical program. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, most of what you're hearing blended in with the truth uh, is... Hyperbole and uh, and that kind of thing. So you know, if people listen to my show and get really really offended, please don't. Like it's it's not the point of the show. It's just it's I'm just here talking shit the whole time and uh, and that's it. So uh, if everyone can just please just calm down because there's a
4: lot of controversy. But I guess I'm over the target, Zach. That's just normal for DJ. It's true. (laughs) It's true. Well, you know, and here's the thing. You know, I mean, I, I understand. We're in some really tense times. I, I get it, you guys. You know, I mean, people are on edge. People are ready to just flip out at a moment's notice. And sometimes I think people forget that we need a little bit of humor. We need a bit of le- little bit of levity. Uh, and if you don't have those things, then, you know, you're just walking around all day. You're a bundle of nerves. I have been so stressed out for the last couple of months. You know, I mean, just basically ready to collapse at a moment's notice, but feeling like I can't you know, I just got to keep moving. Uh, I'm on autopilot. And, um, you know, I mean, that's why I, I had to like slow down and uh, and lessen my workload a little bit because I was just ready to, you know, lose it. So, you know, hopefully it, it, by doing so, uh, I have given myself a, a, enough of a rest that I can continue to go on because, I mean, I think Catherine's right. This is not going to happen quickly. Uh, And I've been planning on doing what we're doing right now. Like the business of saving America is going to continue for the foreseeable future. And even once we feel like we have saved America and the world, I mean, it's there's going to be a certain amount of like cultivation. We got to continue on with it. Uh, we got to make sure that people stay awake rather than just going back to sleep and slipping back into the um, the same old habits. Are you there, Victor?
8: Yes, and there's the okay. rebuilding part of it as well. Yeah. So I don't think this is ever going to end in in my lifetime. I've come to that realization in the in the last couple of years that the 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 gravity, the gravitas of of what we're doing. You know, we're literally trying to save America, save the West, because if we don't do something now. Where we can just see the incoming coming, and uh, we all know. So if, if you're going to go and uh, and do something, now's the time. Don't don't lose momentum red pillar, i do want you to relax and, and have some time off as well because i don't want you getting burnt out because i've been the same i was working as a chef and i was trying to do the show i did 45 hours of broadcasting just in the last seven days oh yeah so uh you know that kind of intensity and and there's no one else except me doing everything with well, the graphics I, I know how you feel you were talking about that the other day it's mm-hmm. literally just dj vector that does everything that you see yeah um, and it's very hard work so uh please respect all the patriots that are working hard for you don't give up don't get discouraged ladies and gentlemen go and do your job in november and uh, leading up to that make sure you expose corruption anywhere that you see it and uh, and really understand your local uh, system of voting and the state laws because that's critically important as Catherine said we've got the federal laws but then we have all the games and tricks that they play at the state level and you need to know that so you know your local county all of that stuff that happened in maricopa county county and all these places in georgia and stuff uh, we, you know, if people were on the ground there And our people were there at the time Then perhaps it would have been a, a different uh, outcome But they were clearly expecting the big steal and, and we weren't So that's why we didn't have any lawyers there We didn't have any people there uh, And I would like to see what happened in Pennsylvania Where they, they just get overwhelmed mm. By uh, MAGA, America First People Come voting day uh, Be polite, be kind, be respectful Don't be violent in any way, shape or form Because that's what they wanted. they're going to use everything against us to, to steal it. If you think that it's all over and we're good to go uh, in November and it's all just going to be fixed and uh, President Trump's coming back, no, that's you're going to have to fight for it tooth and nail because nothing good is worth, uh, it, uh, it, you know, nothing good, uh, uh, pardon me, anything good is worth fighting for. That's what I'm trying to say. So, you know, if you expect to, be, to have something good and win the election, we have enemies that are satanic animals like this, then, you know, you're going to have to fight a bit harder, make sure that you're doing it in a clean way, above board the armour of God at all times, because we are going to be under attack, very heavy attack. Like, I, I didn't believe I was going to be quite under this much of scrutiny and attack, even just because of what I'm doing. But mm-hmm. uh, we must be over the target, Zach. And the other thing, Zach, is that they know that I know you. And uh, ever since you got that uh, interview with Peter Tickton, my, my, my whole community's changed, bro. So it's like, you know, really? it nothing to do with me, man. Yes, and it's just like, oh, because, you know, Zach somehow – uh, you know, you, you deserve more attacks because he's now got interviews with, uh, with Peter Ticton, which you didn't ask Peter for an interview, did you? He he reached out to you. So how right. this has an interview with you or me connected to you or anything like that. I, I just don't know. So, uh, that's just some feedback. Very, very strange, but
4: that is weird. Way, that- well, I'm sorry to hear that, man. I mean, I, I don't want, yeah, I, I don't want to bring any negative attention to anybody, you know? I mean, like th- this is,
8: this it's beautiful, never- Zach. <laughs> I love it. Don't feel sorry, man. This is this is great. Like I, I told you that you know who I am. Like Zach yeah. knows my identity. So um, most most other people don't. So at this point, I don't. I don't need to be um, out in the open. I like being an anon. It's much more effective. And otherwise, you know, it's going to cause me all sorts of other dramas. But at this point, yeah, I love what I'm doing. I just want to do my show and uh, and get that message across because the Australian accent, that irreverent humor, that's what you're not getting in the United States. You're not allowed to right. say anything. Comedy's dead completely, and we just have to just wake people up and say, hey, you don't need to be PC, but it doesn't mean you're racist or anything like that. Uh, we're trying to save America. It doesn't matter what colour you are. Uh, let's all follow, you know, the risen Christ and, and get this done and save the country so that, I mean, I can get back to going and doing nothing, sitting on the couch and just and just hanging out. So um, Amen. there's that. Look, I, I, I'll say goodbye. I appreciate you very much, Zach. I love your audience and um, tell them not to get too caught up in the negativity and those kinds of things. Keep your eyes on the prize and never, ever give up from, from DJ
4: Vector. Will do. Absolutely. Follow Vector on Rumble. Uh, You're on Gab as well. Are you on Truth Social yet? Uh, Not on Gab. Truth Social. Can't have Truth Social because I'm
8: Australian, but I'm on uh, uh, Odyssey. I'm on Rumble. I'm on Twitch. I'm on DLive. I'm on my website, Vector117.com. And I'm on Telegram and Twitter as well, where I'm allowed to stream for some reason on Twitter. They throw me off, Zach. I don't know what That's crazy. (laughs) Uh, right. especially my show. Okay, thank you. thank you very much. I love you. I love you, Lisa, I love your mom, I love your audience, and I'll talk to you next week.
4: Love you, brother. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. All right. Um, you guys also, before we uh lose too many more people, I, I need to announce that tomorrow we're doing a special live stream, eight PM Eastern Time. It's gonna be a Project Veritas whistleblower round table. It's gonna be like eight or ten. Project Veritas whistleblowers that have brought very important information to the forefront. We're all going to be here tomorrow. Uh, Carrie Porch, who was the CNN uh, Project Veritas contact, he's actually going to be here with me live in the studio. That's going to be the first time that's ever happened. I'm pretty stoked about that. But tune in tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern, and we're going to have all the Project Veritas whistleblowers here on the channel. Uh, and uh, I think uh-huh. it's going to be a great show. Uh, is that, is that DJ? That's me, brother. Awesome, man. How you been, man? Good to hear from you. I'm good. I'm good. How are you, brother? I'm doing well. Doing well. I, I um. I, yeah. Go ahead. No, just, <laughs> I'm at a loss for words. I, I had a great time talking with Catherine, and I'm really excited about uh, what's coming up at the pit. And she said the date, so I guess it's okay to say it out loud now. But uh, yeah, it's that weekend of, uh, of the, the 12th and the 13th. So I'm pretty stoked.
9: Yeah, that that should be great.
4: Um, I I see you are getting a lot of sun there, brother. I you know what? I went to the. I've only been to the beach like once a week, but you know, I mean, just going outside here in Florida, you know, mow the lawn that takes a couple of hours, and uh, I spent more time mowing the lawn than I did actually like on the sand. But I get I get dark in the summer, man. You know, it just it, it, generally for the last couple of years, I'll be real honest, I was hardly outside before the sun went down. Uh, so now that I'm in Florida, uh, I have been doing everything that I can to make sure I go out, you know, in the morning when the sun is coming up, I, I try to go out, you know, at least once during the day. And then I promised Lisa, we would do uh, at least one beach day a week. So it's, um, yeah, I, it looks good. I, I, I feel great. I feel very healthy. Yeah, the Sun is great for you, man.
9: It is just the best thing for, for everybody. Um, uh, I was going to say something to piggyback on what you were saying, but he, I, I forgot. Anyway, okay, so I think uh, there's a, th- a couple of things I think about the vote. You know, th- th- Trump keeps saying, he keeps repeating it, and, and he's, he's talking about the wall, the southern, southern border wall. But um, I think it's true for everything, you know, a wheel and a wall. So basically about the vote, we don't, I don't think we need new technology. I need to I think we need to put a little slow down on the technology and revert back. Yeah, yeah. I I think know, I think um,
4: we need to I think we need to go to all paper ballots. I think we need to get rid of all electronic voting machines. You know, if anything in terms of uh, of new technology, I mean maybe new more sophisticated ways to hold on to the election data so that it doesn't have to be deleted. After 22 months, you know, I mean, maybe give people the opportunity to download that data. It's our data. You know, I mean, I, I feel like we own it, DJ, and we shouldn't have to we feel like own. we're. Yes, exactly. We shouldn't feel or be made to feel like we're at the whim uh, of some unelected bureaucrat or even, you know, the the ones who do get elected. To make decisions on whether or not we get to see that data that should be publicly available and I think anybody should be able to go to their maybe their local precinct or, or to a, a simple state-run website and they should be able to get all of that information so that we can cross-check it and verify that ourselves and not you know be at the at the whim of uh, of some you know uh, election integrity organization that's run by the deep state
9: absolutely you know that there, there, there needs to be some sort of you know, check and balance, because, you know, I, I think Trump, Trump did great in the 2020 election. He did much better than he did the first time. And, you know, it, it just goes to show it's, it, you know, I, I know a lot of supporters are going to turn out in this for this 2022 election, and especially 2024 election, but it's who counts the votes. Right. That's really, really important. There needs to be some sort of Really stringent check and balance on the fly, you know, where the the vote can be audited automatically right away instead of months and months and months of drawn out bullshit. Um, Voter ID, definitely, you know, citizen proof of citizenship, all of that stuff, paper ballots, voting in person. This is very, these things are very important. And I think we're going to have a landslide turnout this event, November. But, you know, got to be watching the people who are counting the vote. Right. You know, um, uh, and then um, so just to, just to offshoot uh, with a, another thing, you know, uh, on the on the board, you know, one of the one of the things is watch the water. Watch yeah. the water. Um, so did you notice North Korea this week?
4: Came yeah, out. North Korea said that they were willing to use nuclear weapons against the United States and, and South Korea. Was there another aspect of that that I missed? No, that that was it. That
9: was that was it. But, you know, I think that's what they meant by watch the water because, you know, the South China Sea and the 9 dash line. you know, I think North Korea is actually the check
4: to China.
9: There I could think be. they're actually the check.
4: Well, you know, I've, I've, there's a lot of interesting stuff happening there in China. Now, uh, my guest, uh, Bob Kudla, he comes on once a month. We, we've talked about this a number of times. But, you know, uh, there, there, there is like this power struggle taking place in China. Uh, and I just read earlier today that uh, P- President Xi Jinping is not – well, I, I, somebody said that his family was actually killed in the Maoist revolution. And that – so there is I- this – There's this theory that he's actually trying to lead China into kind of a a more inclusive age, you know, something that isn't so hostile towards the United States. And maybe, uh, you know, it's moving farther away from that, like, you know, that Maoist China that we see today. Um, And then the other aspect of it that's that's trying to vie for power with him. uh, They're actually aligned with, you know, the full on CCP ideals that uh, that we think of when we think about communist China. Uh, And then it would make a lot of sense if uh, if if, uh, Kim Jong Un was some sort of, uh, I guess, you know, balancing act for both of them uh, and uh, and and maybe keeps them in check in another way. You know, Uh, even if the the CIA, you know, has uh, uh, like a presence in North Korea. You know, I mean, like the preservation of the United States as a whole, even if it's you know being controlled by some sort of deep state element. I mean, it, it's necessary for us to continue to exist if they're going to be able to uh, subjugate us in the way that they have.
9: Absolutely, I, I agree with everything you just said. I, I believe that the so so there's the, the two factions in China. There's the Xi faction, and then there's the Xi Jinping faction, and I believe that the the, the Mm-hmm. John Jiang Zemin is the, the former, former uh, president of China, and he's going, he's the one who's butting heads with Xi.
6: Mm-hmm.
9: And uh, the, the, the communists are afraid that Xi is going to just do away with the Communist Party. That's yeah. what they're afraid of in China. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So just the last thing that I want to say, and I was very surprised at this, but I have to say something about it. So, you know, I usually sign off and I tell you, you know, I love you, we love you, and I know you love us, Mm -hmm. right? So the last time I spoke on the show, after I said that I got up off the couch and, you know, I'm watching you on my TV, somebody in your chat suggested that I should dress up like Barney and sing to the audience. Come on. Well, I don't like that type of stuff. Yeah. I, you know, I am. <laughs> I was like, at first, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? And then I was like, oh, I don't know what's wrong with telling somebody that you love them because you do, because they're a fighter and you love what they do. I don't know what's wrong with that. Maybe it's the way I say it. I really don't give a shit what anybody thinks about the way I say stuff or how I come across. I come across. The way I come across, I speak the truth. I speak what's on my mind. And I guarantee, I don't even know who said that. I don't know whose handle that is, but I guarantee, I can guarantee you 100% that person would never do that if they were in front of me. Absolutely not. So people have big muscles when they're on the phone. They have big muscles when they're in a chat. But when they're standing in front of you, they shrink. It's so true. whoever did that, whoever did that, please, I'm saying this nicely, don't do it. Please don't don't maybe come out of the box. Yeah. I don't yeah. like to come out of the box. I love everybody. Nobody I'm puts a, DJ I'm in a, a corner. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I don't like corners at all. No, <laughs> no. At all. But yeah. so well, anyway, Jack, you know I love, I love you, you. <laughs> Yes,, Jinx. yes, I do <laughs> I do, I love you, I know you love me. Keep up the fight, and oh, oh oh oh, this is very important. yes, I know that uh two thousand mules, I know the producers of of that whole movie, they have to make money and they have to make their money back and so on and so forth, but I think they need to make that for free. And put it out there. Because I've seen it, but they would garner so much more support if they just put it out there. Put it out there for free. Lose a little money. Because we're talking about losing the country. Oh, so yeah. those people need to just to realize they need to lose a little bit so we can save everything. Well, this you is know? this
4: is That's actually the way I look at that. I I agree with you, you know, and this is actually something that I asked uh, uh, Dinesh D'Souza about uh, because some other compatriots of mine, we were talking about trying to maybe buy the streaming rights so that we could play it for free online. And Dinesh said, well, the problem is that it's not just like him or like Catherine and stuff. I mean, like they had to go to a production company uh, to have the film financed so that they could afford to even make it. So they have to. So basically, they are beholden to someone else in terms of the cost of that movie. And that all has to be recouped before they can do something else. But he said that that is something that they're looking to do. And, you know, my idea in order to get it in front of as many people as possible in, you know, Dinesh backed me up on this, but he said, when you own that movie. You have every right to show it to every single person you know. Uh, you can host your own viewing party at home. Uh, you can lend the copy out to as many people as possible. You know, obviously, you know, I, we, we want to stay within the boundaries of fair use and, and, you know, the, the licensing and stuff, but, you know, maybe at a certain point, we'll be able to collectively get the rights to this uh, and have it broadcast online. But, you know, the problem is that they can't get anybody like, you know, Amazon or Netflix. I mean, everybody's going to cringe hearing those, but you may not like it. But those are now that's the the, the way that people are watching content in, in their homes. You know, I mean, you can get it on Salem now, but you got to pay for it. Personally, I think that it's worth it. It's worth supporting it. I could have gotten a free copy because I was interviewing Dinesh, but I wanted to pay for it because I wanted to support the the work behind it. Um, but I, I think that if every single one of us, you know, we got like 3,200 people here watching right now. I think we could probably show it to five people. Uh, you know, every single one of us knows at least five people, you know, and maybe we suggest to all of those people that they buy a copy and then show it to five more people. Uh, I think that it, it is possible to get this film out to a, you know, a a mass uh, amount of the population, but um, based upon what's happening, it just makes it a little bit more difficult. But I, I understand exactly where you're coming from. It has
9: to be done, man. It has to be done one way or another because, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not, you know, in in a way I I understand it costs money to produce it. I mean, everything costs money to produce almost everything these days, but you know, Money shouldn't be the important factor here. You know, it should be, we need to get this out. It needs to be, have more views. It needs, it will have at least triple the views that it has now. Absolutely. It needs to just be put out there. You gotta lose a couple of bucks. Sometimes you gotta lose to win. I get, you know, you. I get you you. Lose
4: to Well, hopefully uh, after well, after this event here next month, we're uh, uh, collectively we'll all be working on getting as much of this information out as possible. You know, there's something powerful in in um, you know that like telephone effect, the dissemination of information from person to person. Uh, and I'm I'm you know from what I understand, what we're about to be talking about is going to be so shocking that it's going to force people to um to take a listen.
9: Yeah. um, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Zach, as always, I love you. I know you love me. And whoever that person in the chat is, is, you know, I, I could say a few choice words, but I won't. We're all in this together. So let's not, you know, let's not do that to each other. It's it's not good. It's not a good look Yeah, because, was- you know, it, whether I like you or not, if you were in a foxhole with me, we're together. Mm -hmm. we're in this together we fight together or we die together either way you got to do it together
6: you know
9: right on all right brother keep getting out there in the sun keep doing what you're doing and and do me a favor throw up a couple of shows throw up a couple of shows during the daytime i look forward to watching you reporting
4: oh yeah don't worry starting in august i'm getting back to the everyday of red pill news uh i just i had to take a break i had too much stuff that i had let lapse in my life because all I was doing was, you know, making shows. So, but things get back to normal here in August. All right, brother. Take care. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. Peace. All right. All right. All right, you guys. I think we're going to end it there. I want to say thank you very much to Catherine uh, and uh, True the Vote, not only for coming here tonight, but for the work they're doing. Uh, Let me just check and see if there's anything that I'm missing over there on Buy Me a Coffee and on Cash App. Uh, oh, Razor Sharp One says, thank you for keeping everyone informed. Uh, Kelly says, I found you through X-22. I'm an internal medicine hospitalist physician, and I highly respect your comments on your experiences with SSRIs. Spot on. Crap medicine. Our profession has been hijacked, and many of us are trying to get out of it. Lou Ann V says, sorry if I missed it, but did the wedding happen yet? Much love to you and Lisa. The wedding has not happened yet. We have not registered on any wedding registries yet. Um, It is going to happen, and uh, we're kind of just, we're we're working our way towards it. I know that a lot of people have asked about wedding registry. When we have that set up, I will let you guys know. I will definitely let you know when we're going to be getting married, um, because I think we'll probably end up taking a little bit of time off so that we can focus on that. Uh, but thank you very, very much for, uh, all of the people who have inquired about it. Uh, Smash says, I love your show. Thanks for all your time and the effort that you put in. Um, and then, uh, Lightray says, Hi, it's me again. I just want your simple logo on a shirt or a sticker or a mug or something. Is that possible? Not the fancy stuff, just the very cool logo and maybe your web address so it advertises for us. Much love and support. P.S. I'll be in Florida in September for a visit to St. Pete. Used to live on the Gulf Coast in 83, and now I'm in Northern California. Oops. (laughs) Best to you and Red Pill Girlfriend. Did you already get married? Heard you talking about the wedding gifts. Congrats either way. Uh, Oh, another friend of Bill W. Happy uh, 10 years, August 13th. Yay, sobriety. Good stuff. One day at a time. Uh, Debbie. Says, I just wanted to say thank you. You are appreciated by me so much. I can't afford a lot, but every little bit helps. I used to be a liberal, but President Trump changed me by, uh, n- changed my being a sheep. Uh, in my, in my estimation, he is the greatest president America has ever had. I listen to every broadcast and have since I found you. Space Shot, BCP, and X22, you are number one with me. So thank you for all your hard work. Sincerely, Debbie, thank you so much. Really appreciate that, Debbie. Uh, and then finally, Over on Cash App, Mitzi says, thank you for being truthful. We can trust your words. I really appreciate that, Mitzi. All right, guys, that is all. I think, actually, I'm sorry. Vinny, thank you. Sean Joe, thank you. Russ says, whatever you do, Zach, don't send folks to my site, thehappypatriot.com, to break up with Walmart. Let the arrest begin. Thank you for the Canon 3.14, my friend, Pi says thank you RP work life balance is important take time for you and the family and don't get burned out all right you guys i really appreciate everybody being here thank you for the awesome comments thank you for and uh, uh sticking around throughout the entire of the interview thank you to the people who called in i really appreciate it don't forget tomorrow night 8 p m eastern standard time i will be doing a project veritas whistleblower roundup Carrie Porch, the CNN whistleblower, is going to be here with me in the studio. We're going to be hanging out tomorrow during the day. And uh, let me see. Uh, Yeah, Uh, make sure you're following me. Follow me on Truth Social. Follow me on Telegram. Follow me on Gab and Getter. Truth Social is my home on social media, however, and so I try to put... Absolutely everything out there. Show uh, announcements will go out on the other platforms, including the C uh, support platforms, buy me a coffee, subscribe star and locals. And I'm working on doing live streams on locals, but I, I said I was going to do them and nobody seemed to really be interested, but follow me on locals uh, comment and stuff and let me know. And uh, I would really like to tell you guys about, you know, how to get started doing podcasting and doing all this stuff behind the scenes. Tell me what you're going to be doing to save America. Comment, send me emails, uh, send me uh, uh, you know, messages. Let me know what you're going to be doing in this election. If you have not registered to volunteer in the election in the midterms for 2022, we got primaries. We got the general coming up in November. Make sure that you do take the day off. Sign up for a vacation day. Make sure that you don't have anything to do except check the people who are trying to destroy our country. You guys, thanks for being here. Good luck and God bless. And here come the gold pills on Fox. The scratch in has been released.